Hello and welcome to episode 182 of Enough. My name is Mike Curley and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Patrick Rowan. Hi, Pat. How are you doing? All right. How are you, sir? Yeah, very well, very well. Just, yeah, uh, just coming Merry up Christmas, holidays please. and joyous uh, something or other to you. Exactly. Happy, insert <laughs> your name of festival time here. Festivus, Boxing Day. I mean, you guys you guys celebrate all sorts of crap over there. That we, we don't know. really celebrate. Like, Boxing Day is not like a celebration. It's just, like, basically, we just continue the, the, the Christmas festivities for another day. Well, I mean, the the reason why the Boxing Day is not the um, is not the thing. Like Boxing Day used to be the day you gave presents to your servants, right? Uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, it's one of those it's one of those things that over time the meanings have become diluted, and there've been various meanings. The most yeah. recent that I'd found was that um, Boxing Day was when not necessarily giving to servants, but when company owners would give to their workers. Ah, okay. Yeah, so similar idea. Back in work today, here's, here's yeah. a gift for you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Did he get anything from your work? Um, no. Oh, they, took, no. They, they, they paid for a nice party, though. Oh, the, oh that's always nice. Yeah, the traditions I, don't really ring the same anymore. Back in the day, I worked for a company. You know, this is like during the kind of the, the first dot com boom. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had some holiday parties. Holy cow! Well, they had usually a summer party and then the holiday party, and both of them were just like unbelievable, like blowout affairs. I mean, it's like you know, hell, let's just spend three million dollars on a party. So my question to you now is: Does that company still exist? Nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and this is this is why companies nope. don't do things like this nowadays. Yeah, well, yeah. well, not every companies. Some do. Some do. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of one that probably does. Uh, so uh, I got an iPad Mini for Christmas. You did. So. Did. Uh, did My you know you were getting iPad Mini? Did you know you were getting one? No, no, not necessarily. I mean, kind of, sort of knew that it might happen simply yeah. because, like I had, you know, said well, several episodes back now, my my wife was going to get me an iPhone 5 for my birthday in October, and I basically told her not to. And she was like, well, then I'm not. And the reason I told her not to was I wasn't sure what was going to happen with the iPads. I might, you know, if they do come out with the with the mini iPad, I might want one of those instead. Why don't we just hold off on on getting a big present for my birthday or whatever? And she's like, well, I'm not sure I'll have much of any present for your birthday then. And I was like, okay, um, no problem for me. Um, I'm not one of these people that's like, you know, if I don't get a birthday present, I'm like crying in some huddled ball in the corner, you know. So and, you're not and, you're not a normal person. I'm I'm just not. <laughs> You know, I'm just not attached to that kind of stuff, you know. I'm just, it, it just doesn't, I don't know. I'm not a big holiday person to begin with, but I digress. So I figured that she would probably do the iPad mini as kind of a combined, you know, what I, you know, combining what I should have gotten for my birthday with a kind of larger Christmas present sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it's everything that uh, all the... All the internet people, you know all those people. They're out there. People like me. 
The, the, yeah, you people. Mm-hmm. You internet people. You all have been talking and raving about this darn thing. Like it's the second coming or something. And uh, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> so what configuration, what configuration did you get? Uh, I got the 32 gigabyte black Wi-Fi. Don't ask me, like, why didn't you get that? I didn't get it. It's my wife. She got it for me. <laughs> Would you have wanted cellular? Like in an I ideal did, world? I didn't have it on my on my first iPad. Right. You know, the iPad 1 I've been using all this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All this time. Like, it's been two years. Not even. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just not, uh, it's not something I've really had before on the iPad. I could see why it might make more sense with the mini, but then again, in all those cases, I have my iPhone on me. So it's like, eh, eh. Yeah. I'm in hindsight now. I'm happy I didn't get it on the, uh, on the iPad. Cause I have like, I have, um, LTE now on my iPhone and I have a really large data cap. So, you know, obviously, yes, I could have LTE on my iPad, but for the few times that I've needed to use it, it just it's very easy for me to just turn the tethering on and just yeah. do it that way, rather than having yeah. to now, and you know, then to pay for another contract um, or, or another page you go or whatever and, and use it, like pay 10, like 10 or 15 pounds to use it for one day when I have more than enough data. On your iPhone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like my, I had some. I have so much data, like a month now, that that I don't use. The other day, we were me and Sammy were, were going to watch Goodfellas, and we were um, bought it on the Apple TV, and her internet was was being quite slow, and it said it was going to take like eighty minutes before we could start watching the movie. So I checked my data cap, how much of an allowance I had left. So then we just started streaming it over LTE in HD. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! So I was like, we'll just do that. <laughs> Well, I mean, oh boy, don't even get me started with carriers. I mean, so for me, that was the other thing too, right? Is I can always turn on, I can always do the tethering thing, Mm -hmm. but it isn't that easy for me. Because you see, to get the tethering thing on my iPhone, I have to drop the contract that I'm grandfathered into and that I'm off contract for anyway. So what would happen is I would call... And they, you know, I'd say, yeah, I want to turn on the personal hotspot tethering thing for my iPhone. And they go, okay, let's uh, let's do that for you. Oh, we see you're not on contract here with us anymore. Uh, so would you like to renew to this plan that gives you the tethering, or do you want to continue to stay on that uh, on that uh, plan that you're on? And see, the reason I want to stay on the grandfather plan that I'm on is that it has quote-unquote unlimited data. Right, yes. I mean, I and have they a cap. no longer offer that any longer. I mean, I have a cap, but the tethering is free, and it just comes out of my regular day tune. And I, get paid. I don't have to pay any more for it, so... Right, and uh, for me, the tethering is not free. It's an add-on to a completely different contract, um, or a different plan, I should say. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of torn. You probably don't need unlimited, though. Oh, I'm sure I probably don't, but. I mean, but the nice thing about unlimited is that I generally then I don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could say that the that 
with the other plan, the cap is so high that I wouldn't have to think about it. But, you know, this is America. That's not the case. Land of the free. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're willing to pay for it. Exactly. Um, so uh, you posted a you posted a post to your Posty Post blog today. To the Posty Post blog, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that little normal Mac blog that uh, people seem to be so fond of. Yeah. So you you, you posted a screenshot. I did a screenshot because I'm taking the same approach to this that I did with my MacBook Air, and it's an approach I've now come to believe is the one true way. And the one true way is this. A new machine is the perfect time to get rid of the, 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 the crap that piles up. The stuff that you install and then you forget you install it and then you forget to forget to you installed it so that you can go delete it. Um, and then, like, you know, you get all this stuff that just kind of hangs around and just kind of takes up space that you don't really use. And so uh, the way that you do that, the way that you deal with that is that you take it out of the box and you don't migrate your stuff from some other machine or, you know, restore from iCloud or any of that stuff. You start it up as a new iPad. And then thanks to the beauty of the purchase section of the app store, you can then just download the things and install the things as you need them and as you use them. You know, so, you know, you have this out of the box iPad and you're like, oh, shoot, I need to go use Omni Outliner. You go and you download Omni Outliner that you have already bought, If you you know, assuming that you did on your other machine or whatever. You download it, install it, and set it up, and boom, there you go. Um, I, so, I usually, like, so for example, with my iPhone, iPhones or iPhones, uh, iPhones. 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 Um, with in those. Colorado and Washington, uh, they're iPhones. Yep. Okay, that doesn't. I don't really understand that joke, but I'll take. No, it. The, but 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 the Americans will. Good. Um, I always set those up for my backup, but I set my iPad Mini up as a new device because, even though I've had an iPad before, I haven't had this device before, so I wanted to try again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot more apps than you do. I posted it in the show notes. <laughs> People will see um, an okay. image of my home screen. All right. Yeah. I mean, but you've also had yours longer. I mean, keep in yeah. mind, what I posted was after, I don't know, a few hours yesterday playing with it. And it wasn't like I had like hours and hours to just sit around like I spent, you know, all day playing with it. You know, Beatrix doesn't have school and, you know. So, yeah, I, I have lots of other better things to do than to play with my brand new iPad mini. Or whether they're better or not, you just don't have as much time as you would like to play with your iPad mini. <laughs> uh, this is true. This is very true. So all, all, of those, to, all the above is true. I want to talk, I want to talk about some of the things that you've got on, on this device. Yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Uh, because you give your impressions. I mean, I will, I will, su- I will sum up your impressions from the, the, the main thing. Um, I will read this directly as a quote from, from Patrick. Yes. Um, I find the keyboard um, and hand feel nearly identical on the iPad mini in portrait as you do to an iPhone is what you're saying. Therefore, mm-hmm. in, thumb, landscape. It, in landscape. So therefore, thumb, thumb, thumb typing, if that's your game, thumb. is equally a breeze. I also have found the landscape virtual keyboard as easy to adjust as the original, or adjust to as the original full-sized iPad for a two-finger typist like me. I'm typing up I'm typing this up doing so right now. So if you are a creator who can be flexible, then this one is for you. And this is what I'd said to you, right? That you would feel that the iPhone in landscape would be 
pretty much the same for you as the um, an iPad Mini in, in, in yeah. portrait. So I'm, yeah. ple- I'm pleased that that's the way it is for you because I know that it must be very comfortable for you to type on. Yeah, yeah, complete. Well, and um, <clears throat> one thing that's interesting is um, uh, uh, I had the occasion, this is before I knew I was getting the Mini, to hold an iPhone 5 in the landscape kind of up to just like kind of held it over the edge of the, you know, uh, at the edge of the where the home button is uh, next to the keyboard of the iPad mini in portrait. And they are really identical in size, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're if they're not identical, they're so close that I wasn't able to tell the real difference in size. And so, yeah, very much the same. And it works uh you know, it, it, it works the same, and because the iPad Mini is so much uh, thinner, um, uh, so much more thin, it, it's I would say even a little bit better that you you don't have to thumb stretch as far, if that makes sense. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, very very easy to type on and such like that. But hey, we want to talk about apps before we run out of time for this uh, segment. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I want to I want to talk about the apps that, that you're using here. So I've got yeah, a screenshot okay. up here. Yeah. Um, some some are pretty obvious. Plain text. We know what you use that for. Simple yeah, writing. Note. So you know everybody uses Simple Note. Um, yeah. Flipboard. Yeah. What do you use that for? I mean, I don't use Flipboard. Um. There's uh, certain things that I like on Flipboard um, that you know I find easier to navigate. Like for instance, I, I like I like uh, skimming through Hacker News on Flipboard. Um, I like uh, some of the kind of meta sections that uh, that Flipboard has. Like they have a men style sec- section that aggregates a whole bunch of various men style blogs and and tweet feeds and things like that. Um, and kind of aggregates that content. So I can go one place and, and see all that stuff. There's a running meta section. So it aggregates content from runner's world and triathlete and, uh, you know, various other, um, various other running blogs and sources and such. And so I can go kind of one place and skim through a whole bunch of various running related news and, and, uh, and content and articles and reviews and things like that. Um, so it's kind of those meta things, like things that I don't, you know, I may not want to put those in my RSS reader and have like, you know, 20, 30, 40 things added to my RSS reader to go through, but to just be able to flip through and skim and kind of look at the things that are interesting to me mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. So that's what I mainly use it for. Okay. Um, poster. Poster. Um, poster is a Tumblr client for the iPad Mini. And yes, I know that Tumblr just released a really great, it's terrific, oh, it's on the iPad or whatever. Poster supports multiple account dingwits. So until Tumblr does that in their little client, I got to use Poster. And Poster is pretty darn good. P-O-S-T-R. Please link to it in the show notes, Michael. And uh, it's it's uh, it's it's not only I think well designed, but like I said, it's one of the few Tumblr clients I've seen that that not only handles multiple Tumblr accounts 
but allows you to switch between them very quickly. Okay. Oh, and I also posted the uh, what I posted to Minimal Mac there on on the mini. I posted with poster. Okay. Well, that shows um, that, at least that shows that it works. Yes, it works great. Um, quote book. We know you love quote book. I see oh, you've God. got. I see you've got the magazine in newsstand. Are you enjoying the magazine? Oh yeah. Well, see. Uh, so I, my iPad one couldn't couldn't do the the magazine. Because it can't run, it's, it's iOS 6 only. Mm-hmm. And so I read like the first couple of issues of the magazine on my iPhone because my iPhone was iOS 6. But then Marco started to experiment with like images and stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, I kind of, I want this on the iPad. I'm not going to, I'm not going to enjoy it as much unless I have an iPad that can do it. And so I kind of, have just been hoarding issues, hoping that eventually I would get an iPad and be able to read through them. Basically, <laughs> the the magazine at this point has become another Instapaper for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but I'll, I mean, at least there's a lot less there to get through uh, uh, when it comes to that stuff. So, so yeah, I, I will get through the ones, the the four or five issues I've missed. Okay, is there anything else? I mean, just that the other ones are pretty standard. Has anything made the 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 iPad since you posted this image this morning? No, nope, still still the same. Um, the the one thing I will say is that I only posted the home screen. I didn't post the second screen. So if people want to know what's on there, it's all the stock apps that come with you know, with the exception of Safari and Mail and Messages, which are down in the dock. Um, but it's all the rest of the stock apps, as well as one password for obvious reasons. And one password was actually the thing that went on first, knowing that I, I was going to have to download and enter passwords into just ha- like, you know, 80% of the stuff that I used, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Dropbox. Um, right. uh, and the reason those are on the second screen is because I con- consider both of those more utilities than anything else. Right. And so I like to keep them with the settings. See, I have lots of folders because on my iPad, I like to try and keep everything on one screen. Mm. I don't really know why. I haven't really got a reason for this. Um, I just like to try and keep things on one screen, so I have lots of folders. Just like the way it looks. Yeah, there's just something about it. I, I, I don't know what it is. But, yeah. Um, it's, 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 I don't know. Just the, it is yeah, it is. I mean, so far, it's great. And I can't... You know, I haven't run into anything else yet that I need to install. Um, you know, Reader and Netbot or Net Netbot, <laughs> Netbot, Neckbox, Net, Neck Neckbox, Net. You know that <laughs> that thing for AppNet that uh, was made by by those guys. Um, Tapbox, Tapbots, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah. No, no Twitter client on here at all. I wondered if you just took it away for the uh, for the image. And just, no, 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 just not, so gonna, keep not going your, on uh, there. Keep keeping your not going on there. Going. Nope. It's, no, no need, no need. Got my netbot. Pretty happy. Pretty happy with the netbot. All right. So yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. It's uh, you know, I'll probably do. 
I've had requests to do a follow up like several months from now, like after I've had it for a while to kind of give my several month in impressions and whatnot. We'll see. But I'll tell you, it's it's just super, super portable, super easy to just kind of carry from room to room throughout the house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of get up and grab it and, you know, and go. Um, The speaker on it is pretty decent. Stereo. Is it stereo? I was wondering that. Yeah, stereo is the first iOS device with a stereo speaker. Well, I will tell you this. Here's one thing I've just kind of been wrestling with. I'm not sure I want to load any music onto this. Right. I'm kind of thinking that I may want to just stream music to it. I have audio, and I don't have it sync. Yeah. I just have have my collection there so I can stream them. Yeah. Um, And and I've enabled iTunes Match with the same, same idea. Really? Yeah, but the thing about iTunes Match is that it down at least to the iDevices, it downloads yeah. it, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I don't really. I use like the iTunes. way, and I don't understand why it does. It doesn't make any sense to me. Just stream it and give me the option to download if I want. Like, I, give me the option, but I would rather just stream. I, I don't want to have I, to. Load I think it. that yeah, that's not a decision that Apple made. I think it was a decision that was made for Apple. Yeah, I don't. Industry. I don't get that. Well, because like iTunes, with iTunes 11, I think one of the best features is that um, the little you know iTunes Music Cloud. So so basically, with iTunes 11, because on my MacBook Air, I don't have any of my music. Mm-hmm. The way that I used to have to work it was basically I would connect to my when I was at home. I would connect to my home audio, you know, the library and stream it to iTunes, right? But with the iCloud thing now, when iTunes 11, anything that you've purchased from iTunes, you can stream to to your iTunes 11 enabled Mac. It streams it. It doesn't download it. It streams it. And it shows it all there to you. Like when you open up your music library, boom, all of that stuff is there available to you to play. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little cloud icon next to it. So you know that, oh, that doesn't actually live here. That lives in the cloud. That's the way it should work on the iDevices too. Don't even, uh. That's what I want. But since I can't have that, I'm thinking of going elsewhere. See what you've done to me, Apple? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you okay? Uh, no. <laughs> oh dear. I've never been okay. Um, but you know, that's why I have this show. Uh, maybe, maybe eventually I'll be able to help myself with it. So, um, yeah. Feel free. Anyone wants to contact me on the app net to uh, ask me more questions about it. I'm happy to answer them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, not sure what I want to do about music. We'll see. So we should uh, we should probably at this point talk about um, our friends at the Square Space, the space which is square, that which is square and is a space. What is that from? I don't know. This is from something, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. 
So yes, let's talk about Squarespace. Um, Squarespace will give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace provides you with a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. They give you all of the tools that you need to create your own home online. It doesn't matter how experienced you are when it comes to building websites. You can put something amazing together in just minutes. You don't have to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration with social services like Twitter and Facebook. It's all just built right in. The fantastic new version, version 6 of Squarespace, comes with some beautiful templates. They're really very, very attractive. They're clean. They let your content do all of the talking. They're simply out of this world. Everything in Squarespace's platform is drag and drop with their layout engine, which is their page builder. You can create custom layouts for each of your pages in seconds. You just drag in blocks of content such as photos, videos, text, social media content, Instagram galleries, Flickr galleries, 500px galleries, and all that sort of mm. stuff. Drag them onto pages and drag them around and make your site look fantastic. You don't have to worry about what your site will look like on a mobile device either. Um, when you add images or design pages within the new Squarespace, your entire site will restructure automatically to fit on every, every device, any device. And it maintains the beauty of the site's design, and they do this through implementing responsive web design. You mm. can even import content from your current blog and set up sharing with your social media accounts like to post automatically when you post something new to your blog. There's no credit card required to try out Squarespace. Just go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and you can start your free trial. Squarespace starts at $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for a year, you automatically get 20% off. And if you sign up for two years, you automatically get 25% off. If you decide to purchase, click enter an offer code below the pricing information at checkout and use the offer code 70 decibels 12 for an additional 10% off your first order. So go try it out now at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and check out Squarespace to give you everything you need to make an amazing website. It's a good deal. Good stuff. It is good. Good. It is good. good deal. It is good. Bigger bada boom. All right. I don't know what you're saying anymore. I have no idea. Nope. Um, so... Uh, response to last week's episode where I talked about Roan Fund or whatever the heck I'm going to call it. Working uh, title. So, working so far, title. so far, so far, the working name, the working name is, uh, hold on, I've got it written down somewhere, the Online Creators Fellowship Fund. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or online creators patronage fund. I, I keep going back and forth between the two, but basically it's this. Um, I'm basically uh, I'm ripping off uh, the uh, Pinboard uh, developer's uh, name, who I can't pronounce. I'm completely ripping off his idea um, with uh, one small but important to me change, which is to uh, help to. Uh, help to contribute, help to patronize. Five writers that um, that I I want to see um, get better known, take it to the next next level, and use the power of my um, audience of a hundred thousand or so, uh, give or take uh, twenty or thirty. Um, <clears throat> no, give or take about maybe five or ten, um, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just publicize the heck out of them as much as I can, and uh, try to make the internet a a place that uh, 
that I want to read. Because, like, if anyone looks at that Melman Mac, uh, you know, the screenshot of my home screen, you'll find that uh, a good portion of what ended up on my home screen, stuff to read. Because I kind of like to read. I read a lot. Because I really do believe that uh, good writers are born of good readers and kind of vice versa. But the, the two help to feed each other. And so, uh, so yeah, I like to read a lot. Um, and uh, so, uh, so where are we at with that? Um, uh, here's the deal. I'm still working on it. Um, I need to figure out kind of the submissions process and how that works. Um, I need to kind of maybe put together a site, a little mini site uh, specifically for that. Um, maybe using Squarespace, we'll see. Um, uh, I need to, you know, then get those submissions and then kind of read through and make some choices. I mean, the deal is, is that I'm going to accept submissions from anybody who writes anything online, writing, podcasting, photography, whatever. Uh, you know, but what it has to be is it has to be content that's compelling. You know, and it kind of has to meet my criteria of yes, this is something I would love, and I would love to see more of, and that I would have no problem that I believe in strongly, and I had no problem giving it as much attention as I can muster. And, you know, pointing other people to it, right? Um, and I think I want to also build in some regular kind of one-on-one -on -one coaching into it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's important. You know, that I really want to talk to these folks and kind of give them feedback and give them ideas and things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think I also want to build in some sort of, some sort of thing where others can contribute as well. I mean, Michael's already pledged to, to double the fund, mm -hmm. uh, uh, at least <laughs> at the amount I was originally going to put into it, um, yeah, I, I can't turn around and say I'm going to put ten grand in there now. No, no, fair. no. I can't afford that, man. Um, uh, but you know, all the same, I, you know, I, I would love to see others. Now, I'd love to see others be able to, you know, help to give to these folks. But I also think that. Um, there should be some mechanism to do that, basically, and I'm and I'm looking into how to how to make that happen, how to make it painless, and how to make sure that the majority of that money goes directly to those people. Yeah. All right. And and also maybe a centralized way place to go, right? So that you can go to this one place and help to fund the fund, as it were. Yeah. As opposed to you know have to go to each of these individual places and and donate to them individually, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so all of those things I'm still working on, maybe around, uh, you know, first couple of weeks of the year here. 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my thinking. 
So I mean, my my kind of I mean we are, we'll talk more about this, but my my yeah. hope is that um, there will be people creating other types of content other than just writing. I mean, obviously, yeah. I would yeah. naturally like podcasters, but just because right. reading isn't always my um, right. No, just any. Uh, That's why I, I said the online creators exactly. Fun, right? You know, because I wanted to be anyone who's who's creating in an artistic way online. Yeah. Whether that be audio, video, um, visual, um, or written, I it, it will cover all of those things. And I'm going to specifically point out all of those things that you know I want. I want to see submissions from all of the all of the above. Basically, and that I and, and that one of the the things I plan to do is assuming I get enough diversity is to bias towards that diversity. I.e., if I've already picked a couple of writers, I'm going to go looking for a podcaster, photographer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to want to balance it out. Yeah, exactly. If that makes sense. So there you go. Um, but it's going to, uh, you know, here's the other part about it. I'm picking these. I, I'll, I'll accept input probably from Michael and from other folks, but ultimately it's going to be my trigger to pull. Mm-hmm. It's my idea. And so these are, these are going to have to be things that impress me. Five low standards, so I'm easy. Um, speaking of low standards. Uh, so that's the update on the Roan Fund. Uh, and, and basically, there is no update. It's still in process. And thank you for all of the interest to everyone who has given it. Great. Um, all right. So here's the other thing I'm, I'm thinking about committing to in 2013. Okay. I, and just thinking about it like fills me with fear. And we're going to talk about that. But but here it is. I think I'm going to post to PatrickRome.com every day. Something every day. Up until now, for the years and years uh, it's been up, it's been fairly irregular and infrequent. I think I want to challenge myself to change that because part of that challenge is facing my own fears and they're fears that have long needed facing. Um, so you're probably wondering, okay, what are you so afraid of? Right? Well, here's the thing. I don't know how guys like Seth Godin or Randy Murray do it. I don't know how they show up five days a week, seven days a week, and have, I don't know, a, at least in my estimation, a 99% rating of awesomeness, right? Like every, sing, like every single post is worth my time. I don't know how they do that. Because you're not talking think- about link blogging here. This what? is you're not like talking about link blogging. This is no, no, no. Writing, no, a, writing original content every day. Yes. Now, in some cases, it might be you know I might be commentary commentary on something that I read or something I'm linking to or whatever. But yes, for the most part, it will be 
original every day. Um, now I may say every day, five days, you know, every business day. So five days a week, I may say, you know, I really want my weekends to be weekends, Yeah, you know, but I also might commit to every day. I might say, you know, Hey, well, if it's a weekend, like if I give myself a weekend, if I give myself that kind of leeway, I might be tempted to make it a long weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> Labor Day. Um, oh, it's a holiday, so of course not today. You know. Um. But those guys are consistently great, and I don't know how their muse shows up for them every time they sit down at the keyboard and shows up for them like so well. Because mine doesn't. Mine's kind of crappy most of the time. <laughs> at least. That's how I feel about it, and that's why it's not that I'm not writing every day. It's not that I'm not thinking about things every day. It's not that I don't have something to say every day. It's that I'm afraid that it's not very good and that it has to be good. Like if I'm going to put it out there in the world, it has to be great. You know what? But once again, that's a fallacy because humans aren't that way. Humans are mostly failure with occasional bits of awesomeness and that awesomeness is largely born of the being mostly failure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm scared to death. Um, but I mean, here's the truth. The truth is, is that every single next moment is full of is full of risk and unknown and uncertainty and and the likelihood that it's not going to be very good. That you're not going to be at your best. There's not going to be great that people aren't going to be flocking to read it. They're not going to be sharing it with all of their friends and followers. That. um that most of the time we're just living a life. We're just thinking thoughts. We're just doing the thing that needs to be done. Stepping your foot out of bed in the morning is a risk because you never know if the other one's going to land next to it. There's no guarantee that it will. And when you go to bed at night, that's a risk because there's no guarantee you'll wake up in the morning. We're not afraid of those. We don't not do something because those are possibilities. We do it because it's the thing to be done. And so I think that the way for me to face this is to commit to doing it, to say so publicly, to have people hold me accountable to it, but also to embrace sucking, right? <laughs> to embrace it, it being mostly bad, to embrace being okay with maybe just writing a paragraph or maybe just writing a single sentence 
and having that be okay. Because you know what? I faced the fear. I faced yet another day where I could have done nothing, but instead chose to act. And that what is keeping me from doing that, the only thing that has kept me from doing that thus far is the resistance. And the resistance is trying to keep art from happening. That is the resistance's job. It is trying to keep us from action, and its best tool, its best weapon to do so is fear. Why? Well, because we're so, so built in. This is the way, this is our first line of defense, is to run. <laughs> it's not to fight, it's to run. And, and the resistance knows that. And if it can just scare you enough, it can scare you into not making art. But the only way to make the art is to face the fear, to fight the fear, and to conquer the fear. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to start making art. Real art. Fearless art. Art that's messy. Art that's edgy. Art that pushes the boundaries. All of these are my own, right? My own boundaries, my own edges. And not worry about pushing others. Not worry about inspiring people or to, you know, that the fact that I just woke up and wrote a line and published it to the world, that that's inspiration enough for me. And it should be for you too. Sounds exciting, Pat. Well, you've got to hold me accountable. You're okay. amongst that group. I'll do it. I must and say, you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to wait till 2013. I'm going to start today. Ooh. You know, these are the, the, like, this is, you've given, you know, you've kind of given an account of all of the reasons why I've never wanted to do a daily show. Because it's a lot of pressure. You know, a day, a daily, a daily anything is a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the reasons I've not done it. Well, but the I would say that all of that pressure is imagined. Oh, of course. So, yeah. I mean, you know, what's the difference between a daily show and four weekly shows or whatever, five weekly, yeah. six weekly shows? Yeah. Um, but having just yeah, doing the same thing every day, right? It's, it becomes, it, it gives an additional sense of of pressure and stress. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing that I'm dealing with. But the thing I'm 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 finally convincing myself of is that that pressure and stress are all self-imposed, and that it's okay if you did a daily show. It's okay for it to mostly suck. Yeah, and that only by allowing it to mostly suck will it ever get mostly better, right? Like, I'm betting that if we really looked back, and I haven't done this, but if we really looked back at, say, Seth Godin five years ago, it would be vastly different than Seth, Seth Godin today, right? And the reason being is because, well, for five years he's been showing up, and for five years he's been pushing publish, and for five years he's been doing the work, and he's gotten better. This is just the nature of showing up and doing the work. 
and that the first thing that you have to do to get better is that you have to you have to confront being bad. You have to own being mediocre. You have to embrace sucking. So, who knows? A year from now, hopefully, I'll be publishing awesome things every single day. But that can only be born of me showing up and publishing every single day. Well, it would be interesting to... Um to watch this unfold. Now, I know a place where you do post every day, Pat, and that is app.net. I do tend to post every day on app.net. Now, that's not entirely true. There are some days when I take a day off, or sometimes two, but two is rare, mostly every day on app.net. And people can find you there. You are Patrick Rohn, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E. And I am yeah. Mike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Twitter and app.net. Have you got anything yeah. else that you'd like to add to today's episode of Enough, Patrick? No, I I I think this is good. And of course, PatrickRone.com is where you're going to see all that daily stuff. Um, Minimal Mac, of course, is where you know I I I don't post every day, but I post a lot of days. Exactly. And yeah, you know, I say outside of that, we'll chat later. We will. Cheers. Cheers.